everybody. Welcome to the Lash Mama podcast. It is some random date in May. I think it's a Wednesday. Um, and we are here fully living the pandemic life. Um, we wanted to get back in podcast a little bit, um, get back into a routine. And today we are going to be talking about mom shaming because let's be honest, moms are not always nice to one another. You're listening to the Latch Mama podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, business owner and tired mom of five. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, nursing, parenting, and all things motherhood. So Lindy's here again. Um, I say again in a very loving again way. It's a little hard to get podcast guests Um during social distancing rules, but she's my favorite person to talk to right now. So she's here. Hi. 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 Um, Lindy and I have been um, kind of running the creative side of Latch Mama um, for the last two months, definitely the last month um, from my back porch. Um, it's been it's been fun. We've gotten a lot of stuff knocked out. It's been nice to kind of be one on one and be able to be creative together. And I feel like we got great Latch Mama stuff coming. Yeah, I can't wait. It's just we just, just have to get in here. Two weeks, yeah. yeah, a lot of supply chain stuff changed with the virus, and you know we're just trying to suss it out and pivot when we can, and you know make sure that you know we're staying in business. So, with that said, we have been talking a lot lately about the fact that we have this large pandemic thing that's in front of us, and. Every mom out there, I mean, I'm sure every person out there is kind of greeted every morning with how you're going to handle it and who you're going to listen to and and what data you're going to look at and what your family rules are going to be. And um, it's tough. Um, but what comes along with it, like every other parenting decision, is guilt and confidence and questioning whether what you should do is right or wrong. And, you know, it's a lot of what Lindy and I talk about every day is, you know, we check in on our kids first because we have 11 of them combined um, and talk about how the young ones are doing and the old ones are doing. And, you know, we found that our family's rules have changed as this has gone forward um, based on our kids. But every once in a while, we'll look on a social media thing and realize that we are maybe not doing things exactly the way other mothers are. And we've watched people just be so incredibly mean to each other. And um, we wanted to talk about it a little bit today. It's probably could be like an entire podcast, like an entire like actual weekly podcast on why the hell moms are so mean to each other. Like, I, I don't I, I don't understand it. And, you know, I think that we have a pretty different perspective on it because we have so many kids um, and standards have probably lowered a little bit. And I was an absolutely perfect mom before I had any kids. Like I would look at moms who were had kids on electronics and restaurants <clears throat> and swear that would never be me. And, you know, I think that, yeah, I, I think know. we've all been there. Yeah. I won't ever do that. What? I won't ever do that. I won't ever do that. <laughs> I won't ever do that. My kid will and never sit in it all. my bed. You know, my yeah. kid will, you know, my kid will never eat French fries. They'll never have a happy meal in their life, you know, and then you, then you get there and you, and you get in them. the moment and, you know, <laughs> you just kind of survive and then you have more and more and more and then you just end up surviving a lot. But so what are your current family rules with said pandemic? I'll put you on the spot. 
Um, you get all the hate mail after this one. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's a tough one. So I used to be, when did I start here? Like three years ago? Mm-hmm. So before then I was home all the time and you can monitor and we were homeschooling right before kind of I started. So I was in there with, with them and mm-hmm. monitoring and now it's hard. I think they'd like me home more. So then let's add on some more mom guilt, you know, yeah. on that shoulder. Um, but it's easier for me to get out and knock out what I need to do in the morning, whether I get up early and, and do that and then get home a little bit to spend some time with them and then get back on later. Mm-hmm. Um, but they want to do their work, whether they're supposed to do their work before they their get schoolwork. on screens. Yeah. And it's minimum. Like where, where I want you to do some math for me and I want you to read. Um, and the reading can be done at night, which a lot of them like to hop into their books, but yeah, I'm not like- there to monitor. So this is where we're struggling. So I'm struggling with as far as my attitude when I come home mm-hmm. and chores are half done and work is half done because I don't put that on our sitter as well. Um, <clears throat> so then I get frustrated. So I'm in this limbo of kind of giving more grace, but really like you can't do 30 minutes like while I'm gone type of thing. Yeah. And these expectations I put on them and, what should be the expectations put on them. And I need to just kind of chill because this is pandemic. Like we, none of us really know what we're doing and we're just trying to survive. And do I just give them unlimited screen time? No, I want you to do the 30 minutes of work. So like, this is like, it is, yeah. it's like my crazy brain every day. And when you see, it's hard. when you see the moms that are out there who are still like knocking out those packets from school and still making sure every assignment gets done and the kids are doing schoolwork, like, do you feel it? Like, do you feel like you should be there the too? Yeah. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so I don't. From a true mom because the one right there. for me, and I'm talking about for me. Mm-hmm. If I made that happen, I would be miserable and pushing them, and they would be miserable because that's not that's not what we're used to. And I still have a job that I absolutely love that I want to give to. I want it to thrive and do well. And unfortunately, I'm just I'm not saying my kids are not important, but I'm not going to drop that to go back to homeschooling like full time. Yeah, that's not going to be me. So we're kind of in the middle and I'm like, I'm totally okay with not doing everything. Absolutely. And I think coming from homeschooling, it's it's just not needed. It's not the home home true like homeschooling at home is not going to be like your public school work. So, and I feel like as long as we a, can keep up a bit, I'm yeah. more than fine. It's such a beautiful place you get to a motherhood where you just fully accept that you cannot do everything and that you can look at other moms who may be choosing to not do everything because I don't think it's possible to do anything, but maybe yeah. choosing a different priority structure and not look at them and say, oh my gosh, I need to be like them. Because I think that's so much of where the shame comes from is like this competitive edge that we all think that we must have and that we we must school all day and we must work and we must have this great house and we must make dinner every night. And you suddenly like start seeing moms who maybe are succeeding at a place that you have put lower down on the priority list and then the mm-hmm. shame comes out. It's such a terrible like I, just cycle that I feel like we can sometimes get in as moms and women that like if you literally just take a step back and realize there is absolutely no way to be amazing at every single aspect there is of motherhood, of parenthood, of running a household, especially right now, like where you have to school your kids and then, and then you have to make these very, very large decisions that 
And I think that that's where I struggle right now is that you have to think of so many different people. And I don't think of myself as a selfish person. Um, I think of myself as, as pretty giving. Um, and I think most people would agree. I don't know. But I was talking to Eric. I was talking to my husband last night and I was like, Hey, like our kids need to go outside and our kids need to play. And that means that they may interact with the neighbors. Like, is that selfish for us to do that? Knowing that in our example, our primary caretaker during the day of our two older boys, the ones that really need to get outside and play and build forts is pregnant. So what, so then you go down this crazy rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, is it safe for her? Are they going to be able to stay away from the neighbors? And my kids are pretty good at setting boundaries, but let's be honest. I mean, they're, they're eight and six, like they're not, they're not going to stay six feet away every single moment when they're playing with the neighbors. So does that, and it's just this, this spiral of questioning yourself and questioning others and figuring out where, where it all stands. And, you know, I, th- I think it can get pretty overwhelming right now. Are you guys doing outside time? Well, I looked outside the trampoline yesterday <clears throat> and they were licking each other's forearms and kicking each other in the balls. So I like... <laughs> hold on, I, hold on. These are two... Na- like your these are boys. Neighbor, your boys or... My boys and the neighbor boy who w- <laughs> we distance played for a little bit. And now I've said, okay, if you can play on the trampoline. Granted, I set this like... No wrestling, no like breathing on each other, you no spitting, tell. no licking. But but this is where I'm saying is like, this is what kids do. This is who kids are. And I'm telling you, they looked like they were like on something. And I stood there and I just kind of watched and I was like, they're in like full like alien boy mode right yeah. now. And mm-hmm. I'm like, they got to get it out. So I just yeah. kind of stood there monitoring because like, oh, MG. Like I, yeah. I wasn't even sure what to say. And then eventually they started coming up on the deck and throwing things off the deck. And eventually I had to call it and <laughs> ban them so- to the cul-de-sac because I'm like, you're going to break something. Like I guess you need to get this out, but like you're going to break something, so but funny. I'd rather you do it in the cul-de-sac now and yeah. crash later. Yeah. But like that's, that's what kids are. <laughs> so like that's funny. who they are. I remember when my boys first started acting like that, I would literally Google until two o'clock in the morning. Cause it was always after bath time. And and they would always be naked and they'd be you grabbing each wrong. other. Yeah. And they would be wrestling. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with my children? Like they're no. all hyperactive. Like what's going on? No. no, they were just doing. And my husband would always be like, Melissa, this is how wild animals pick their mate. And I was like, what are you talking about? They're not mating with each other. And he's like, no, yeah. he's like, he's like, this, this is what they do. They do. And they, and they fight and they wrestle. And I was like, are they okay? Like, do they love each other? He's like, they're fine. Oh, yeah. it's, it's I insane. Just, my but kids don't play together. with a lot. Yeah. There, there's a couple in the neighborhood. I know the parents. We've kind of talked to the parents. Like, mm-hmm. where are you at? What's going on? And, you know, we've all just, no one's allowed in the garage in the house. They're out either on the trampoline or in the cul-de-sac. Can germs spread? So, probably. Yeah. But we're asking them to try to respect each other's space. But I looked at them yesterday and I was just like, they so need this right now. Yeah, like 10 minutes they so needed it. But if anybody had walked by, if anybody had taken a picture oh, of your kids, they know if they're not all my boys them on Facebook. And that's the part that is mm-hmm. killing me right now is like where you you pull up Facebook and I I would say like half of my news not half, probably a quarter of my news feed are either moms asking questions about hey is this okay, posting pictures, like literally like 
pictures of kids together at a park or in the street and then mm-hmm. it's like this shaming process that or happens saying, that saying what i'm looking at right now is the cause of my child's emotional problems as they stare out the bathroom window yeah exactly and yep. we can't do that no we absolutely can't you can't that's not my kids responsibility you can't put that on them absolutely and that's yeah, that's some of the few things that I struggle with is like I feel like sometimes like my kids especially my older child he's not a video gamer he's not a book reader um although I really hope he gets there at some point um but he is he is active he's moving he's he needs that interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people could say, you know, well, you need to respect the fact that we need to f- continue to flatten the curve and, you know, you can't spread this virus. But I think at some point you have to consider the mental health of the child and what this is doing to them. And Lindy's heard this for, for weeks now. He's gotten to this point where, you know, there, there weren't books on this. There wasn't, there weren't blog articles of saying, Hey, this is how you talk to your child about a pandemic before you lock them in their house for two months. Like this, this is what you say. Well, don't, don't overshare. Don't tell them too much. Don't tell them too little. So honestly, we approached, especially the two older kids. We just gave them all the information. Um, and our nanny is husband is also in med school who has been pulled from the hospital and is at home with them as well during the day. So they got all of it. They got the antibodies. They got, you know, this is how your body reacts to a virus. This is how a virus spreads. You know, it doesn't, it, it, they, they got it all. I think that they probably got too much um, because my older one who does get anxious is terrified of getting sick, which in all honesty, I don't think that kids should necessarily be terrified of getting sick. He doesn't need that he mental doesn't, and emotional absolutely. weight on his shoulders. Yeah. He just needs to try to be able to be a kid as much as he can right now. And that's the whole thing. And I think that once, you know, the two month mark passed where I saw he was changing and he was being less confident in his body and he was being less confident in his ability to go outside and interact with others. I was like, you know, time out here. Like we've got to set some boundaries, but I need you back outside and I need you, you know, really being happy. And just that, that kid that I know, because I I honestly like think it's crazy or not. Like I think a body is more apt to fight whatever enters it. If, somebody is happy and you know mentally and emotionally at a better state than i don't know i mean you know how much stress puts on your body absolutely and when you can get rid of that stress you know it's amazing what kind of medical things disappear (laughs) absolutely so do you do you think that and and this is this is where it gets hard because not everybody thinks the way we think um and a lot of people think that we should still be social distancing and that we should be finding ways as mothers to lower that stress in our children that don't involve others and don't involve going outside and potentially you know spreading the virus and things like that but how that is communicated amongst moms, I think, is a very tricky situation because I think that like in all parenting decisions, we really, really all need to get to the point where we give each other the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. for doing the best that we can. 
And I think once you land there and once you land, and I know Brene Brown talks about this a lot, once you land to the fact that when you look at somebody and maybe you don't agree exactly with what they're doing and their decision that they're making, but if you can land at the fact that, you know what, they're doing the best that they can do, mm-hmm. it is such an amazing emotional place to get. And I think at some point through having a lot of kids and running this business and just interacting with thousands and thousands and thousands of moms and hearing so many different stories, once I landed there, it has mm-hmm. been life changing for me because I don't I, I, I don't care. I, yeah, I, I remember, you know, before kids and you'd watch and then I had one kid and you have these different opinions and thoughts. And and I think once I got to like four kids, you're already kind of you know, bit of an outcast if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. And then I had six and then I was just really just this weirdo that <laughs> didn't fit in or if people invited my family, it was like too many people and so you don't get invited. And and then I just didn't care because at that point, I'm like, wait, I'm going to take six under six to go pick apples like two hours away. Like, <laughs> and- hell no, I don't even want to do that. Like, then I started making decisions, not just for my kids, but for me. Like, how am I going to how is that experience going to be for me? Because if it's not going to be enjoyable, we're not going. Yeah, absolutely. And then I just started not caring and just doing things for us and what was right for us. And if you want to go travel with your kids and you feel it's important to travel with young children, do it. Like, I think that's amazing. Not Maybe but not during a pandemic. Maybe but. not for I'm just talking about just the decisions in general. Like, yeah. we all like different things or do different things. Or you want to train potty training early, you want to do it late. Like, who cares? Just do it. Like, yeah. at the end of the day just do what's right for you and try to be the best mom you can with whatever decisions you make and it's cool with me (laughs) and i i can't promise you there haven't been times like on on mom's groups online that i've looked at somebody's posts and i've been like oh that's not going to go well for you but at the same time i look at it and i smile and i remember when maybe i was there or maybe Mm -hmm. i tried to potty train my kid much earlier and then I realized with the second one that hey you know what if you let it happen when it's supposed to happen it's a 24-hour process as opposed to like six weeks of peeing in the car and cleaning Mm -hmm. the car seat and stuff you know but you look at those moments and you smile and you say you know what hey they're 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 gonna learn something maybe or maybe they're not maybe it's gonna Mm -hmm. be great but you know it's just this this moment that you get to where like you don't feel the need to look at any other person and judge what they're doing because yeah they're doing the best that they can Mm -hmm. and they're doing what they think that they should be doing in that moment nobody knows your kids nobody knows your life and that's the other thing is you have no idea what those people are going through absolutely or what they're you know you have no idea no idea could be a single mom who works all day. They got to take their kids at nine o'clock to the grocery store because they don't have another option or, you know, so you have no idea what their life is like or what they need to do to get through. You know, there was one, there was one picture on our community, like Facebook page of a bunch of kids sitting around a picnic table. And then, I mean, it blew up with so many comments, you know, why are, why are there 12 teenagers together? You know, it's against the law, da, 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 da. It ended up being a a teenage suicide support group that like they felt that they needed to be together and they felt like that was the best way for them to support themselves through this. But you don't know that. You don't know walking by when you decide to post a picture and shame them on Facebook that, you know, for them it's a life and death situation that's probably a little bit more a little bit stronger than than the virus and you know 
you can say once it did come out what it was, people were like, well, they should be on Zoom, da 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 da. You know what? Bullshit. Like, I'm going to call it out. You can't there's nothing like human connection and there are mm-hmm. times where it needs to happen and there's times where it needs to happen during a pandemic and you can't, you can't judge them for doing that. Even if you've been in their shoes, you still can't judge them for doing that because they made those yeah. decisions. And here's the thing. I, I don't want to dive into virus, 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 but the way I see it, we can't all be doing the same thing right now. We can't all just go and jump back into whatever at the same time tomorrow. It's going to have to go in waves. So if you want to go and kind of, and this is just like my make-believe, like if I were going to do things, random type of thing. But I would have that group that's ready to kind of get back to somewhat of a normal with updated, you know, up hygiene type, you know. uh, Social distancing. or But just like better hygiene type of thing. Mm -hmm. But then there might be a second group that's not ready now. They're going to come in a couple months. And then there's, immune compromised that like they're going to be later but like if you want to be in that second group like (laughs) you can't complain about the people who are kind of ready to do something like we're we're all going to kind of be doing our own thing type of thing so you can't necessarily post about a group if you're not ready to do that yeah like let's not reach out and let's just all try to support each other and it's it's kind of one of those things where i always like want to like screenshot what's out there information wise and then like go back to it because I don't feel like there was ever, and this is getting way into the pandemic thing, and I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because people are very passionate about it. But this was never a let's stay in our houses until there's a vaccine thing. And I feel like that's what it's become. And suddenly this mental place where we were at of, hey, let's flatten the curve, let's take care of people, which I was 150% and I still am completely on board with, mm-hmm. has turned into this let's all stay here until there's a vaccine or till or till life is safe and it's it's terrifying to me because it's not it's not ever going to be safe nope. it's not ever going to be safe again and you know that once the vaccine comes out but it who never gets has it first? been safe exactly that's the so whole thing between is, birth and driving like the risks we take just walking out the door um i think we've kind of forgotten yeah about and you look at like what the top especially our kids, like what the top ways that kids under four die and stuff. And I was looking at it. I mean, drowning is so high on the list. Like how many kids aren't in swim lessons right now? And is that going to have some sort of detrimental effect on the other side of this? How many blow up pools are on the driveway right now? Yeah. All you need is a couple inches of water. Okay. Not to scare anybody or trigger anybody, but we're just saying like, there's (laughs) just this, this life is inherently unsafe and a hundred percent. We all want to control every single possible variable. But the only way you can control this variable is to stay in your house. And I I, I don't even know if that's like, I, is that okay? I mean, are you just going to, are we just going to stay in our houses for forever? Because that's the safe place to be. I don't know. It's hard. You can't. I mean, you can't. You can't. Like, but there's so many. But you can't, that's not even fully like controlling but that see, situation. But, but we say that and, and now, are, now are we at, shaming those that want to? Like, I don't mean to be because some people, that's what it means. And some people are scared and they're anxious and they're going to stay in their houses until there's a vaccine. But that's, that's where okay. it's a support of like your choice. Absolutely. If you're not ready, they're doing totally the best that they cool. can do. That's yep. awesome. Yep. Yeah. I, I hear you. 
I hear you. But we need to stop taking pictures of other people. Yeah. We need to stop assuming that a big group of people are friends because mm-hmm. sometimes they're just a big family. The looks that we get when I'm out with my family and we're walking are incredible sometimes. Like, no, we're, we're all no, family. But you know what? If we had brought a f- friend with us on this walk, that would have been my call to make too. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. It's respecting those that are you're around and respecting what their rules are and trying to coexist together and realizing that we're all doing the best that we can and that we're going to support and love each other through this. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. That's all we got. Thanks for our rant, guys. (laughs) See you next time.